You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99 only at Hungry Howie's. So let's get to Thursday night, 8 o'clock, Fox, Penn State on the road at Purdue, laying the three and a half. This is one you and I looked at really for the last couple of weeks, not to sound like geeks. Take the lead on this, though, because you're stronger about Purdue than I am. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's the blackout game. It's West Lafayette. And as I think about this, I can put my head on the pillow at night knowing I'm betting against James Franklin in a big game. I mean, that's a big part of this, right? Knowing you're betting against James Franklin. Neither team's going to run the ball. Who do you trust close game to close this out? Is it James Franklin? Is it Sean Clifford? Or is it Aiden O'Connell who comes back with some rhythm, with a game that you know they're going to have a great passing attack. It's Purdue. We talked about it in the season opener. I trust them to close this game at home. In fact, like you tell me if I'm getting crazy on this, I just take them outright. Money line. Plus 150. Crazy. Plus 150. I looked at where the bets are on this one, and most of the, most of the bets are on Penn State. Well, it's a public team. Right. So with Purdue, I'm getting the home underdog with the sharp money on them. Because if you break it down, it's 34% of the bets are on them, but 50% of the money, right. which means, hey, we got sharp money behind us with Purdue. They're the home team. They're the team I trust to close this. Give me the Boilermakers. And the I mean, I, I, I like a good bet differential. I do. Look, public dogs normally would scare me. This isn't public. Um, Purdue, my concerns are as follows. A, yes, Aiden O'Connell. Man, when he gets hot, he gets in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. He can be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. The problem is David Bell's gone. I don't know what they have at wide receiver. There's a prove-it point there. Here's the other thing that concerns me. I got comfortable for a minute with Purdue's defense actually being okay. Mm-hmm. And, man, they got gutted. Uh, Karloftis and company lost a lot of dudes. Uh, here's my point. And Nine back on that defense. I understand. Including but, the front. But the best couple guys are gone. And that's a problem. Now, look, you want me to make a point to help your, your idea on Penn State? Clifford, to me. You want to talk helter-skelter. There are times Clifford can be downright tragic. He can be awful. Mm-hmm. But listen to this deal, right? When's the last time Penn State had an O-line you trusted? Years. It's a serious question. So they were 115th in rushing in yards per carry last year. 115th. Mm-hmm. You're down in New Mexico State territory. 98th, though, in yards per pass, and that was with Jahan Dotson. Now, again, they've got a nice core of receivers. But Penn State's offense – I can't trust him. You're right on the road. But it makes me ask the question, what about the under? Total listed at time of taping today, 53 and a half. Do you have a problem? It, it, I see almost like a very uneven game. Or are you that strong on Purdue and your James Franklin hatred 
that you just want to like, line you've, up. You've been watching these games where he blows it at the end, right? It, it's become an annual occurrence, sometimes multiple times a year, and especially on the road. So if you want the under, I'm not going to push you one way or another. My I just job, think the play in this game is is Purdue. If you don't want to go money line and be bold like me, at least take him with three and a hook. I, I mean, would, that I to me points. is the easy play. No, I would take the points because, again, J- Jim, listen. There are certain games I'll die on the hill and I'll grab money line and just tell people, look, I really believe this team's winning. I would encourage people at the start of this deal when you're getting into this. And if you're a season better, you know this. Any underdog you're going to take, you're going to take the points and you will do a sprinkle, if you will, a chef's kiss on the money line. That's the way to do it. For people that are doing this to have a good time, I would always take the points. I just always would. Now, again, team's getting one and a half and you're telling me you don't feel like paying the VIG. You do what you want. Of the Thursday night games, I will tell you, I like this one better because this is my blind spot. Home dog at night, and I think I get the better quarterback. Yeah. So I get it. I'm leaning Purdue on it. By the end of this episode, you'll probably have me wearing Purdue Pete sweatpants and a hard hat. (laughs) All right, let's go to the other game on Thursday night because this one, line movement, and it drives me crazy. All week, Pittsburgh was minus six and a half. 7 p.m. kick on ESPN against West Virginia. Hey, I'm thrilled the game is back. The yes. backyard brawl is a great rivalry. I know a lot of people out in the Midwest where we broadcast from don't recognize it. I grew up out east. This was a classic Big East game late in the season. These two teams hate each other's guts, and they haven't played in what seems like 50 years, but it's only been 11. Uh, the line currently, time of taping, Pittsburgh now laying 7.5, crosses the key number of 7. Jim's going to get brave on you here. I'm just telling you right out the gate, I am not laying more than a touchdown in this rivalry game. You got two new quarterbacks. Pittsburgh loses Jordan Addison. They don't have dynamic weapons. I love the running back, Abacadabra, or whatever the hell his name is, Abacadamba. Uh, And yes, Pitt's D-line will feast. Here's the problem. West Virginia brings in JT Daniel. It feels like 11 years since I've seen him play. Um, but West Virginia is going to sling it. They bring in Graham uh, Harrell, the mm-hmm. former Texas Tech quarterback, USCOC. I just think there's too many question marks for me to go lay in seven and a half in a rivalry game early. But you look, you planted your flag with with Vandy last week. I respect it. I'm going to let you sell the people. Yeah, there. I mean, I'm passing over seven. If it's live in game, sure, maybe I can get a little something under. And maybe. I, and I get the hesitation with a rivalry especially crossing the key number. I love that it's six and a half. Obviously, would play it at seven. And here's why I'd, I'd still bet it at seven and a half. You talk about the USC quarterbacks in this game. Both teams got a transfer quarterback. Who's going to set their team up for success? Pitt's defense, a big part of last season. D-line's great. Second in the country in sacks a year ago. Their top three guys are back. Baldonado's a beast. West Virginia's offensive line, and this is a key thing. They bring back all five starters, but are you bringing back good starters? They gave up the most sacks in the Big 12 a year yeah, ago. So you want to play an air raid offense with a disadvantage up front for the entire game. Meanwhile, Slovis, who's going to play for Pitt, new OC, run the ball. Well, see, Signetti, they're gonna, Frank Signetti Jr. comes in, and you're right. It's going to be ground and pound. They're going to they're gonna play better in the trenches. They're going to make their quarterback's life difficult. West Virginia, they're going to have a much harder time. So I think it can get a little off the rails for West Virginia in this game. They're playing at Pitt, ranked Pitt, with a good defense. So – I get it. It might not be for you because it's over the seven. I take it with the seven and a half. And and here's one more thing. The theme you talked about the transfer portal today. Yeah. West Virginia lost 25 players in the portal from last August to this August. Here's the other thing. You want to factor that in in a rivalry game? Do these guys, are they 
Do they have the roster to go toe to toe for four quarters? Well, I don't think they do. Something here too, and I'm not trying to make Pat Narduzzi some amazing coach, but if if I'm putting Narduzzi against Neil Brown, with what is Neil Brown? 18 and 17, and it's time. He's on the hot seat this year. I think it's yeah. 18 and 17. You get a coaching advantage there. You get a more well-established program there. I just, you know what? Look, I'm trying to be a little disciplined here. I don't want to get loose in week zero and week one, but. When that line crosses seven rivalry, I get skittish. But look, maybe you listen to cookies on this one, guys, because you didn't give a damn about that Hawaii number moving. No. You called your shot. This one, a little dicier. Let's get to the main dish. Mm. And uh, I was very pleased we could get a, a CMU helmet. Uh, for those of you out of market, uh, Jim is a proud Chippewa. They go to Stillwater. Uh, I got a soft <laughs> spot for my pokies. Pistol Pete, one of the great mascots in the game. Uh, CMU catching time of taping now. Again, Tuesday morning, getting 21 flat. If you got a different number, tell me. 21 on the button as they travel to number 12 Oklahoma State. If you listen to last week's episode, Jim hates Spencer Sanders. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he, he took a bat to your mailbox he's or something. But look, leave the homerism out of this. Yeah, no, no, that's the thing. I want you, you to make check some me on point, this. You make some points, and if I detect any homerism, you get in the buzzer. Okay, I'm going to beat you with that Scott, that, that Scott Frost gravestone. Listen, we're here to give people winners, and we're not always going to be right. But I don't want to bet this game because I'm a CMU alum. I want to bet this game because I think it's a good play. Your team's got a four-foot-tall quarterback. Tough SOB, Daniel Richardson. He's not tall enough to ride the ride. D-Rich. Well, there will be no D-Rich slander. Second most touchdowns of the Mac a year ago. He's got an offensive line in front of him. They lost their tackles, but both played in their bowl game. The interior's back, and they got the nation's leading rusher. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou Nichols is back. So what does that mean? You bog the game down. You finish a few drives, you win time of possession, you hang around, you're getting three touchdowns. Oklahoma State, we talked about it last week. They lost a lot from that defense, all those fifth-year seniors. Can see them you hang in this game, be within a score, make it interesting. I'm not going to tell people money line. That that would be reckless. Uh, honestly, but, but 21 honestly, points. I'd be doing the rest of this alone if you threw that one. <laughs> but I'm not, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not asking people to do something reckless. 21 points. Last year, Oklahoma State in their non-con. They played Missouri State, who? Tulsa and Boise State won by a combined 13 points. Every game was one possession. So can I take CMU in the 21 points and not be a homer? Yes. Um, I think if you if you put a gun to my head and force me to pick the game, I would take CMU. I'd take your boys. Um, I Look, I think the thing for me that just scares me a little, you say rather cavalier, we lost our tackles. Mm -hmm. Your tackles were very good. NFL guys. Year. Yes. That wasn't just – now, again, I'm not saying they were Joe Staley. They were good. Losing your guys, losing the ability to really set that edge, that worries me. Mm -hmm. The other problem is, you, you know, and I know I mean, we're getting geeky, but, like, Pimpleton was a really nice receiver. I know. He probably could have played in the Power Five lower end. He did briefly at Virginia Tech. Right. Again, good player. You lose him, what do you got out wide? I don't pretend to know. I need to see it. I mean, Dallas Dixon. I was going to bring up like Dallas Dixon. His 10th year. But, um, no, I don't hate it. I think – Are you going to play this? <sighs> 21, it's good. I mean, you're – All right, I, here's what I – No, I'm, I'm going to be transparent with people. I'm going to watch out of loyalty to my boy, and there's no way on earth I'm laying three touchdowns with Okie State. Also, Jim Knowles is gone. Big deal. Loss of the D.C. last year. He brought again, McAllister with him, one of their safeties. So you lose your Mike linebacker, your big safety – Malcolm Rodriguez gone yeah. with the Lions. I just, I think, to me, I'm going to take CMU. 
I'm going to ride with you on this okay. because a, I respect your opinion about Mac football. I respect your opinion about college football. And there's no way I can stay away from this knowing how invested you are in it. Uh, I'm going to get loose. I'm going to enjoy this one. I will take the 21. I will take CMU. I don't like CMU. I can't lie mainly because they've beaten my school a few times, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Uh, the, the one thing for me though, you better find a way to block up Okie state's ends. Colin Oliver, Brock Martin, these are big boys now. You're not playing Ball State down in Muncie in front of friends and family and the tuba player. Okay, well, I just know the last time CMU went into Stillwater, they won the game outright. Irrelevant. So, so, so Irrelevant. Before, before people think I'm pushing hot air. Nah, I'll take the 21. Okay. I'll go with you on this because that's okay. – guys, dogs are barking for me, and you're going to hear this episode is a little more balanced. Wait till we tape Thursday. Costa's going to have to hold me back. I got about seven dogs. <laughs> he, he's not way. kidding. We look at the sheet. He's I, lo- I love the board. <laughs> All right, let's go Friday night. And the same rules apply. Uh, I am not allowed to spit any homerish takes. I did go to Michigan State. I have been known to bet against them, though. I have no loyalties. You know, we all work hard for our money. I ain't trying to give it away. Western Michigan comes to town. MSU's laying 21 and a half, number 15 MSU, 7 o'clock. I believe ESPN, correct? I think so, yeah. Um, look, I'm going to trust Jimmy on this one because of the Mac loyalty. And and look, you know the Mac. I, I just, you lose your quarterback, Ellerby. You lose Sky Moore. Tim Lester, Western is good when their QB is good. Western is very bad when their QB is not. I also, here's the thing. You can, I can put this within arm's reach for you if you want to hit me with it. Mm-hmm. I think MSU was woefully undervalued last year with the win total four and a half in Vegas. I think they're undervalued here. And again, if you run the numbers, and and, and this is geeky stuff, but it, not just making your own spread, but you can use some algorithms, use some programs, use power rankings. I've got this anywhere between MSU minus 25 and MSU minus 29 and a half. The line looks light. It's under the lights. It's the home opener. They don't have time to futz around. They got UW coming up in two weeks. And look, life after Kenneth Walker, you're not replacing him. I think you're going to see this offense going to the wideouts more. Jaden Reed is back, one of the better wide receivers in the conference. I think they got a big transfer out of Daniel Barker, the kid from Illinois, at tight end. MSU hasn't had a tight end in, in, in a decade. Um, I just feel like... This is a rough spot for Western's redshirt freshman QB. Name escapes me. Make your debut, 80,000 at night. And I think MSU's D, this is the portal. And I'm not being hypocritical, guys. The portal has a lot of bad effects on what we call college football's middle class. It helps Michigan State. Mel Tucker went into the portal last year. And not only Kenneth Walker, they went out and got a left tackle in Jared Horst, who was very good for them while he was healthy. They went out and got Ronald Williams, who all jokes about the past D being hot garbage. By the end of the year, Ronald Williams, they weren't going to his side. He played very well. They went into the portal this year and remade the front seven. And a lot of MSU's coverage issues were at the linebacker level. Cal Halliday will not be on the field this year on third downs. Why? He can't cover a dead guy. You know, Quaverius Crouch, freak athlete, had no interest in the playbook and just did whatever he wanted to do. They bring in Winman from uh, UNLV. They bring in Brule from Mississippi. Stayed with a second-round NFL grade. They went out and got Chris Bogle from Florida. I just – I feel like the number's light. I feel like it's that home opener at night. A lot of juice. A lot of of energy around the program. I think they drop a bomb on Western. 
if you think Michigan State's offense is going to explode, I would condone the pick. Define explode. Well, my concern is last year they were 50th and third down efficiency with K-9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you end up going three and out one or two times, those first game jitters and sputters, the line is over three touchdowns. Here's what, here's what I'll tell you for Western Michigan, because maybe people aren't as familiar with them. Last year, they had two backs combined for nearly 2,000 yards. They played really slow, like a snail's pace. They were fourth in T.O.P. So that's the thought in this game is if the QB executes a little bit, keeps a couple drives alive, Michigan State doesn't run away with it, you run out of time. You don't have the time to then blow out Western Michigan. So I'm actually not playing this game. No, I respect So, So, I mean, if it was the 19 and a half that I think it opened with that we were looking at earlier in the week, Maybe. Wait, is this like a, is, is this, you're using it against me now. I get it. It's like Pitt going to seven and a half. This crosses 21. You're out. Well, I was a little lukewarm on it to begin with. And now That's that fine. it's over the key number, like, and to me, if Michigan, if you told me Michigan State's going to score 42 points in this game, I would take them. I, I don't, I don't they, know that they will. I think they will. Okay. I, and, and understand something too. For me, a lot of what I do, I love money differentials. I love generally with underdogs. You're going to see me taking underdogs that the public's not on. And then, in situations like this, Jim, like I told you, the numbers coming up light. I hate using terms like value. It's such a buzzword. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're some kind of like stock tip pros. Buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Right, but numbers 21 and a half, and I've, I've got several sets of rankings that go 25 to 29 and a half. I just feel like it's a play. I think Michigan State should stop the run they did last year. It's just a play of how many points will they score because if they don't score a bunch, all of a sudden that three touchdowns really comes in handy. 42-13 final. Uh, I'm going to play it. And and look, full disclosure, I'm going to be at the game. I want to have some yeah. juice. I want to have some action. Um, I'm trying to be disciplined most spots. This is one. I, I It's not about, look, if I thought, if Western had Ellerby back, if Western had Sky Moore, there's no way I'm touching no. this with a 10-foot pole. I really feel like it's a rebuild for Western. And I think that's a tough opener on the road in the Big Ten. All right, let's get to the next one. Because this is, this is a Jimmy Cookie special here where he's got to talk me out of one. I'm big on TCU this year. I think Sonny Dykes is going to do a real nice job there. I think he got real stale with Gary Patterson. He brings in his OC from SMU, Garrett Riley. They're going to sling the ball around. I think TCU, they're laying 13 and a half right now at Colorado. Jim, is that number up to date as we take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it opened at seven and a half just to give people the idea. The line is nearly doubled. Yeah. And again, so TCU's wideouts, studs, Quentin Johnson's a beast. Um, I think Colorado is going to be one of the worst power five teams in America. They may not win more than two games. Um, I don't love the number. I don't love. So then don't bet it. I probably am not, but I am not doing my job by at least not bringing up two power five teams playing on a Friday night for our audience. I have. And listen, if people wanted to bet it, like you missed it, like the value has been bet out of the line. The line's doubled. 80% of the money is on TCU. So what's going on there? Colorado is a home team playing at night against a first-year head coach who hasn't named his quarterback. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's, I know you like the Horned Frogs. I'm not betting this. No, and you no, shouldn't bet it either. No, I probably – look, the number is we've missed the best of it. Maybe it's something – again, this is where, guys, you know, whatever sports book you decide to use, it's your business. But live odds play a big role where, okay, I don't like 13-and-a-half, but I will absolutely have this. And let's say Colorado comes down and takes an early 3 nothing lead, mm-hmm. and now I'm staring 10-and-a-half in the face, 9-and-a-half, something. Um, or by halftime, it's a more manageable number. Yeah, but I, I look, I do believe in TCU. Uh, that doesn't mean I have to bet them every week. But the wideouts are NFL caliber. 
Um, look, you can talk about all the name brands who have great wide receiver rooms. Guys, I'm telling you, TCU's got a group that fits. Uh, Duggan, the problem for him is accuracy. It's not physical tools. I would assume Duggan will be the starter. I think you're going to see multiple quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, line is way too big. I know I alluded to the game last week. I'll probably stay. I'm, this is responsible, Mike. Proud of you. This is discipline, <laughs> Mike. Uh, I will stay away. But, guys, keep your eye on it. If you can get TCU under 10 there again, I think that's an in-play uh, mm-hmm. an in-play dude to do. Um, what do you want to cover next, man? You want we, that VTech game? Yeah, let's do that last one, and then we'll do some of the little smaller games after They're not it. little small. Every game matters. <laughs> Every game matters. Small game. How dare you? I mean, I, I guess I should. It's Old Dominion hosting. I mean, you could call that a small game. But I do like I like Old Dominion and Virginia Tech. It's the last one on our board this week, and then we'll go to the rapid fire round. You've got nearly the entire team back from Old Dominion, and their coach Ricky Ronnie get to know him. They took a year off in 2020. He came back last year, and they were 500 football team, which doesn't happen very often, as we saw last week. When you take a year off, when your program's trying to rebuild in this era. That's a good coaching job. Yeah. 17 starters back. They had a 1,000-yard running back and receiver both back. Defense is well coached. They don't give up the big plays. They're the home team, and they're getting, what do you have, eight and a half? Eight and a half. Eight and a half points. Now, I flirted briefly with just going money line here, but I want to give people a winner, and I feel really good about them with the eight and a half. Will you just take my advice? Just take a sprinkle, because you're going to kick yourself if you don't get it. Take Take the points, and then, you know, Jimmy Spray, give yourself some sprinkles yeah. on top of the ice cream. I'm not going to make fun of you because newsflash, didn't Old Dominion beat VTech a few years ago? I think you're right. And this VT team, it's a first-year coach, Brent, Brent Pry, Pry, right? Brand-new offensive install. 70% of the public is on VT. So I love the home dog that the public's not in on. Yep. And it's Old Dominion with value. So I, I like the Monarchs. You know what you're forgetting? What? A couple keynotes here. What? One is uh, VTech in openers is a favorite. And, and guys... If you don't like trends, you don't like you don't have value in trend betting, disregard it. But I'm just trying to throw some fun things at you. VTech, their last 16 openers is a favorite, five and eleven against the number. And here's the biggest thing that you're really not giving credence to. Nobody, and I mean nobody, walks into SB Ballard Stadium and walks out with a win. Nobody. What's that stadium hold? Do you have any idea? Couldn't tell you. Um, my point is, <laughs> I mean, this is one of the cathedrals of right. college it's, football. It's, it's, it's the no, big it's, house. It's, I it's do the believe, Coliseum. I do believe it's a new it's stadium a couple of years ago. Right. It goes Swamp, Big House, Shoe, SB Ballard. You can't under – it's why I love college football. Like, I, I mean, I, I the NFL's great, and betting it is a ball breaker. But this is why I love college football. If you think this – this is your AD hates you. Special. You never take this game. If you're VTech, you're going to an in-state small fry who's begging for respect. The road warriors, they go out and get the game checks and get beat up. You're going to go to their place at night. Mm -hmm. There'll be people, there'll be a hundred thousand people who tell you they were at this game if they get that done. That's a frenzy environment. And look, I have inherent bias. I I have the last 20 years of my life, 25 years. VTech football has mattered, but Frank Beamer's not there no more. Bud Foster's not calling that defense. They're not blocking 7,000 punts a year. Uh, it's a different program, and it doesn't mean Brent Pry can't get this done. I think that's a brutal ask, and I'll be straight with you guys. Um, I live and die on games like this. 
You see a weird number at eight and a half. You see road favorite, public favorite, kind of a scrappy underdog. Guys, I admit it. I get seduced. It's like one of those bad romance novels at the CVS <laughs> drugstore. I, I, I'm in. I'm all in on ODU. I saw this come out. I saw the eight and a half. I circled it. I never looked back. So if you don't like it, you're going, you can't name 10 players on ODU. Cool. You win. Don't bet it. I'm just telling you, if you're going to do okay in this blood sport of trying to survive in sports betting, you got to bet on teams that are icky. You got to bet on spots. You got to bet on situations. So, yeah, I'm all over the ODU deal there with you, Jimmy. And do yourself a favor. Put in a little sprinkle on your money. Do it. You won't respect yourself. Yeah, you're right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.